Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. The autumn wind is a pirate. We are not good. What? We are not good, Chef. No? What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. We need another Why the f*** do I watch this game? One of the local writers, Adam Hoagie, or Hog, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Uh, and from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Adam Johns, go ahead. Hey, man, h- how you doing? Um, Coach Dicker versus the Hurricane. Who would win? Thank God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The name of the hurricane is Hurricane Dicker. Here they are, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in, Hogan Johns, with you as we roll into week seven of the NFL season. The Bears looking for their second win in the Tyson Bagent era. Or Bagent. A little foreshadowing for you there. On this Bajent. episode. Bajent, baby. It's Bajent. Bajent. I have a fun over and under for you later. Okay. Ooh, I, like I saw a good. I hope you included one I saw on Twitter this morning. So we'll, Was it we'll in get, my timeline? It was a response to your yeah, your your request for over-unders. And they tagged okay. me in it. That's why I saw it. So I'm excited. We got over-unders coming up. We got uh, news to talk about as well. Uh, Vic Tafer, who covers the Raiders, is going to join us. We'll have some fun with him. Uh, and, of course, we'll pick some games this week as well. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. At Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, at Hogue and Johns is our show account. And uh, you can buy all of our merch at hogueandjohns.com. Uh, a lot of good stuff up there. Hoodies, hats. We got to get the winter hats rolling, don't we? It's that time of year. We had an early 6 a.m. practice today, and I had the. I woke up and I'm like, oh crap, it's cold in the mornings. It actually wasn't that bad, but I did have my winter hat on. I feel like we talk about this at this point in every year. I love football hoodie weather, even football winter hat weather, where that's all you got. That's, that's, that's your warmth apparel. Yeah. The crisp air, the cool air that comes in in the morning or at night. I love it. That's great. By the way, I know someone's going to ask about this. So this is our uh, this is one of our DNVR hoodies for uh, 
mean, legally, I can't say the head coach's name as we promote these, but it's pretty cool. It's got the buffalo in there. For a second there, I thought that said skull, which would no. go with the conspiracy theory that you are a secret Vikings fan. Secret Vikings? What, they think I'm a Packer fan? They think I'm a Viking fan? I don't... I am a secret Colorado Buffalo fan now for Coach Prime. I love watching Colorado. Um, the skull apparently... I, I love falling asleep watching Colorado and waking up seeing them <laughs> being surprised they lost. Oh, I watched... Yeah, I watched that whole watched thing. Watched the whole thing? Well, I had... Uh, I had Colorado minus 11 in our big pick em thing that we're all in that you're not in. And I, you know, uh, fun fact, not really a secret, but after wins, high school coaches tend to go to a bar after the game. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. So we got to the bar and the score was 29 nothing, And I'm like, oh, this is a wrap. This is great. And then I proceeded to sit there uh, with Jason McKean, Rasheed Davis, and my wife was there too, and just watched the whole thing melt down <laughs> the rest of the However, I was so impressed with that. Stanford wide receiver. I wasn't even that mad about it. It was fun to watch. Oh, you put your scouting hat on. Dude, did you see that guy? No. I, I, Dude, my experience watching this game, I was watching it in bed. Oh, 29 nothing. Watched a little bit of the third quarter. Turn it off. Fell asleep. Woke up yeah. the next morning. I'm like, wait, Colorado lost? <laughs> yes, they lost. It was insane. And there was this one big wide receiver that was faster somehow than all those athletes Colorado has. And they just ran slant, 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 and they had no answer for it. And it was the most frustrating thing. Like I was frustrated because I had Colorado minus eleven. I couldn't imagine actually being a Buffalo fan and being anyway. You weren't here for this. This is a Bears podcast. The Sco apparently. Oh. I looked this up. I didn't really know because I'm not really a Colorado fan. Uh, no surprise there. Apparently, it's just like over time. Like let's go. Turn into Sco. Oh, I get it. Sco Buffaloes. So that just be, I think that's what it is. If I'm wrong, somebody tweeted me, but I'm pretty sure I, you know, according to Google, that's what it is. And Google, I like the explanation. That's a good definition. Yeah. I take that. Sco. Yeah. Well, Sco, Bajan. Probably some Bears fans screaming, Sco. Let's get to the Bears talk. Sco, Bajan. Right? Is that, can we make that a thing? Bajan, Sco, Bajan. I don't know. It doesn't really work. Uh, so here's your uh, Justin Fields update from uh, Matt Eberflus. Nothing's off the table. Nothing on, is on the table right now. Is there even a table? What size is the table? I, I'm calling in the question about the existence of the table. Does the table exist? Is this the same table that John Gruden used to bang on? That's that's a good question. I Let's pound the ball right up there. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. All right. Good reference with the Raiders coming to town. I'm good, baby. Yeah. Um, so surgery is on the table and off the table at the same time. The table in question may or may not exist. Your reaction? My actually initial reaction is when they signed Trace McSorley, the old Penn State quarterback, to the practice squad. Your, your radar goes off. Like, oh, this is going to be longer than you think. Right, you, you they still need somebody around the scout team. I get, yeah. Do they really? But maybe, yes. I understand that. But you need quarterback bodies in the building. It's never a good sign um, when they keep adding to that position. We know how this goes. Um, it's his throwing thumb. He can't grip the football. Is that bad? It's not good. 
It's not yeah. good. Like even if he tapes it up, toughs it out, like in all seriousness, like Maddie Bruce had a quote about that, about how there's been players in the past who have done that, who have played through it by taping it up and toughing it out. <laughs> if you're Justin Fields, like I understand that this is part of who you are, but in the big picture, is this really what you want to do with your career? Is like risking further injury to your throwing hand? So I'm guessing by Saturday we'll we'll know for sure how long he's going to be out. Um, do you think they already know if surgery is happening, if it's not happening, and they're just not sane? Or do you think, like, look, Anthony Richardson just took like a week to figure out what the hell was going on with the shoulder, probably got second, third opinions, and then ultimately they made a decision that, hey, this is the best thing for this kid going forward, yeah. and he's going to be out for the year now. He's going to have season-ending surgery. I think it's still up in the air. On the table, off the table. I think Matt Eberflus is being truthful through those cliches, coaching cliches. Nothing's off the table. Nothing on, is on the table right now. I, I, I don't just, know if it's considered a cliche, though. If, no, I don't know if a coach has ever said that in the history of coaches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, it is still coach speak, though. It, it's very much coach speak. Flu yeah. speak. We'll call it flu speak. Um. The, yes, like given my history of like covering Bears quarterbacks, like when Jay Cutler like tore part of his groin where it's like off the bone, but then they like, you're thinking, oh, he's he's done for the year. No, they're gonna hook him up to some electrical shock machine and the shock his, machine. is and and shock his groin repeatedly yeah. until the things join back together and he can play. Didn't play that, well, that, but he played. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but that doesn't sound pleasant. No. No, even color groin shot would joke about how, how painful it was. And then Brandon Marshall's using the art machine. Um, like Trubisky, he had the shoulder problem. He played through that. So Justin Fields dislocated his shoulder last year, came back sooner than we thought he would. Mm -hmm. This is what Bears quarterbacks do because Bears quarterbacks get hurt. Um, We'll see. Yeah, like, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised come Saturday morning there's a news release that Justin Fields has been put on IR and he's out for four weeks. So the other direction I want to go with this is the Justin Fields side. Yeah. If you, Let's look. We know Justin wants to play football. If you're advising Justin Fields, though, in his current situation, this is a guy that just a couple months ago was a top 100 NFL player, 10 spots higher than even Trevor Lawrence. Okay. As voted on by the players. And we don't need to debate the, you know, validity of that list, but it's still a signal of the respect for this guy around the league. Correct. Um, what are you telling Justin Fields that in Chicago right now, I'm driving around yesterday and I hear, Parkins and Spiegel interviewing a reporter from USC. There's a reporter I know from here that <laughs> went to Notre Dame on Saturday. Who? <laughs> to see. Give me that by jerk's the, name. By the way, How Matt dare Spiegel. He? Matt Spiegel, you are my friend. I appreciate you. But if you're going to cite information from my guy Adam John's story, oh, you better freaking say his name. <laughs> 
I don't listen. Okay, uh, I'm thank, kidding. Thank her. You, well, yeah. I'm I'm not kidding, but I'm also just playing her out. Yeah, okay. they, they they were they read your story and they asked. Uh, I think they asked uh, the reporter about, um, you know, the stuff you were talking about on Tuesday about, um, or Sunday, whatever episode that was when we talked about it went about the pregame stuff and him not being in the huddle and whatever. Oh, now I'm curious to what the reporter's reply was. I haven't um, heard this from from uh, their show yet. He he, kind of dismiss the idea that there's any issues of him being like not a team guy or anything. Yeah. Which I'm not even sure you were trying to hint. You were just observing. Just you were observing. just sharing what you were observing, which is fine. But um, yeah, anyway, my point is, this is the conversation in Chicago. Like, we're I, let's, let's be honest. Like, I feel like Chicago has put one of Justin Fields' feet already out the door here. So how do you handle this from Justin Fields' side? Are you trying to start thinking about what's next, what's better long-term, or do you want to still get your guy back on the field so hopefully he starts playing better and, and you know, we can salvage this thing? I don't know. So as it stands right now, Justin Fields ranks 12th in quarterback pass rating. That's higher than Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, even Jalen Hurts. Like he's been, there's statistical improvements. He's got the same amount of touchdown passes as Patrick Mahomes. But if I'm advising Justin Fields, because that's your question, right? Like here's my advice. You've done enough. You've done enough. Physically get yourself right to give yourself a better chance, whether it's later this year or next year, whether it be for the Bears or another team. Make sure you're physically ready for what's ahead. You don't want to go out there, risk further injury, risk further well, poor evaluations because you're not 100%. Like, why? Oh, Justin Fields lost his deep ball. Well, he can't grip the ball. So maybe he shouldn't be playing. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're right. Like, I'm going to reference Mr. Trubisky again. When he, like, all the work he went through, surgeries, like getting his body realigned, going into the 2020 season where he knew he was going to be in a quarterback competition with Nick Foles. Like I did a lengthy story on this. He did so many things to get his body right. Don't forget the shoulder injuries that Trubisky had, right? He had to realign himself because there was attrition in one arm and whatnot. He had to get right. Like I'd give similar advice to Justin Fields, get yourself right, get physically right, be at your best physically. So you could be at your best in the games because I don't see what, you have left to prove in terms of your toughness and in terms of being a leader through that toughness. In that regard, I think you've done enough, Justin Fields. No, don't care. Okay, Mitch. Um, Yeah, I think that's got to be part of the equation. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I think it's... And, and I also... Well, let's save the Bajan stuff for when we get to the big questions. But I... Okay. I wonder how eager the the bears are right now to see what else there is if that makes sense all right let's bring in vic tafer who's covered the raiders for a long time uh going back to their time in oakland he is the raiders writer for the athletic somebody you should be following on twitter this week um and i want people to listen to this so just full disclosure here, because you're gonna, especially if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see John's uh, transform into a different location. Uh, John's talked to Vic yesterday, so this was recorded yesterday. 
Um, and I was at Hallis Hall. Yeah, you were at Hallis. So I'm not in on this interview. Uh, it's just John's talking to Vic, but Vic to me sounds like somebody. And I want to, and it's it's a Bears connection. So I, that's my only hint I want to give people. I don't want to give it away before the interview. I want to torture people like I was tortured listening to this, trying to figure out who the hell does this guy sound like. And then I finally figured it out. So I'll tell you after the interview. But here it is, Vic Tafer talking about the Raiders. All right, let's bring in Vic Tafer. He covers the Raiders for the Athletic. You can hear him on the State of the Nation podcast. Vic, um, first question, serious one. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the Aiden O'Connell-Tyson-Bajit matchup on Sunday? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go with a 6. 6? Six. 6. And uh, I'm not positive it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. I think you know people think it might be because he played the last time Jimmy was out. But I think Brian Hoare did enough um, in that appearance last week where I think it's definitely a debate uh, to have Brian Hoyer or O'Connell this weekend. So I wouldn't totally uh, – Sell it as your big O'Connell uh, ba- Bajant. Is that how you say it? Bajant matchup? Bajant. 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 Ah, damn. My bad. Bajant. <laughs> yeah. Get to know it, I guess, for at least for for a week. Um, well, here's another fun fact. Brian Hoyer is one of 20 quarterbacks to take a snap for the Bears since 2011 when George McCaskey became chairman uh, of this team. There's your storyline. See, he had a win last week against the Patriots, his old team. Now he goes to Chicago and beats another old team. It's the Brian Hoyer revenge tour. Yes, the the revenge game. I remember Dal Loggins actually like bragging about Brian Hoyer's completion percentage. He he was up to like 70% and then he got hurt. Those those are the storylines, those types of little glimpses of a hope that quarterbacks give you before. They get hurt and yeah. kind of go this. away. Hoyer had like a 48 yard pass last week to uh, Trey Tucker, their rookie, kind of a strike down the middle of the field. It was their best pass of the year so far. So, I mean, he has that going for him. So, I think their offense has not been very good. So, um, uh, you never know. So, their defense has been pretty good. They're right, Vic. Like, they stopped Jordan Love, they stopped Mac Jones, you would assume. Yeah. They have a pretty good day against Tyson Bajant. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, it's, it's hard to say they're good if they, you know, if you beat up on, uh, on Mac Jones and the Patriots' offense, they're not very good. And the Packers looked pretty terrible when they were here. So, but those are games they probably lose last year. So I think you have to give them that. I think definitely um, uh, Max Crosby's obviously one of the best players in the league. Kind of, kind of probably gotten better this year. He's taking his game to another level. I thought when the you know, Chilling Jones went missing, I thought that was going to hurt Max as far as the attention and all the. Uh, but uh, he's still overcome that. I mean, there's not a lot of guys uh, on the D-line who kind of, you know, are, are names you think that people would worry about. But uh, they've done enough, and he's definitely been a dominant player for them still, even though he gets all the attention. Yeah, uh, Matt Eberflus today mentioned well, Max Crosby without even being asked about him, just in terms of what type of a bad matchup he could be for, well, two young offensive tackles that the Bears have. So it seems to be a pretty good matchup, I would assume, for Crosby to kind of pad his stats. Yeah, he's a maniac. I mean, he plays. He's played every snap the last three games. He moves around and uh, just has that long wingspan and the nonstop motor. And uh, he's a very tough guy to block. Even if you know, like the Patriots tried to have a, a tight end uh, chip on him last week, and he got around both guys for that game-winning safety last week. So, uh, just a, a really impressive player, and, and kind of carried this whole defense on his back the first uh, first part of the season. I wanted to ask you about Josh McDaniels because. Gosh, a, f- a few years ago, 
he was part, the Bears interviewed him uh, as part of their coaching search that eventually ended up in Matt Nagy. I know McDaniel stuck around New England for a bit, but in year two, you know, what's the second go around for Josh McDaniels kind of kind of look like as a head coach? I'll be honest with you. It has not been terribly impressive. I think uh, well, last year he um, kind of went with Derek Carr. I thought he could make that work. And obviously we all know it didn't work. And they had given him an extension before that. So they gave Derek an extension and wound up not getting anything back for him in a trade. They had to cut him. Uh, this year they go out and get their old guy, their old friend Jimmy G, for like $33 million guaranteed for you know, two years. And he hasn't played very well. He's been hurt. And he had a concussion. Now he's got uh, – a back deal, but even when he was healthy, he wasn't playing very well. So I think there's a question mark about you know Josh and his offense and what is he what's he doing at quarterback? Yeah, what's what's the long game there? I don't know, man. I think uh, they're kind of stuck with him. Not stuck is kind of a mean way to put it, but they got they got Jimmy for one more year. I think he was kind of the stopgap guy. I think Aiden O'Connell's the guy that got in the fourth round. Some fans are love him because he had a great preseason, but. You and I both know that doesn't, that doesn't really mean much if you do well in the preseason. So is he a long-term guy or is he a long-term backup? If, you, if he's a long-term backup, I think that's still a success, you know, for a fourth-round pick. But um, I think they'll look at next year's draft and where they're at in the draft order. If they can get one of those top guys, I maybe mean, that's what they do. But uh, they're still in kind of limbo. You know, they don't really have a clear-cut plan as to what they're going to do as far as the next guy who's going to lead this team out of the, uh, you know, the doldrums of the uh, AFC yeah. Anything else stand about stand out about O'Connell? He's a well, he's a local kid, right? Like that's why I want to bring him up. He he played high yeah. school not too far away from here at Stevenson sure. here in Chicago. For sure, he's just a guy outside who, um, Chicago, I should say. Those guys who like I think he was at one point as a freshman at Purdue. He was like eighth on the depth chart. So he's definitely a guy who's driven, hard worker, very accurate. Other knocks at him or he's not very athletic. I mean, and then and that first start against the Chargers a few weeks back, he held the ball way too long. But against his first start in the road, and he got Khalil Mack coming at you. I'm sure it's not a great uh, feeling to be back there. But he'll he'll onto the ball too long that first start, and I'm sure it's a learning process. But um, yeah, very accurate. And then the athletic thing is the big question mark if he can really succeed on this level because he can't get away from guys and buy time in the pocket. As far as you know, just to go back to what you're saying about you know finding their next quarterback. I'm trying to feel out like who could be the potential competition for the Bears who have the first and second pick. Obviously, they're not going to take two quarterbacks there, but still 11 games for this to, to shake out. Do you think, yes, the Raiders have to be one of those teams, depending on where they, they land in the draft, where they have to consider trading up for a Drake May or looking at a J.J. McCarthy around 10 or 12? You would think so. You think they have, I mean, I don't think if, if, if Kid Williams is still the top guy, but I don't think if you can trade up that high, but to get in probably in that top five or six spots to get one of these three or four quarterbacks are going to be there, I think would probably be a good move because like we said, Jimmy's a guy for next year only, and even at that, he hasn't played well enough to kind of make you feel great. That's a great, you know, way to go. So I think um, you can get one of these young guys to build around. You got, I mean, I think this year, this past year, they, they thought about it and they kind of realized that, you know, young and, and Stroud were going to go one, two, and those are the two guys they liked the most. And then Richardson was kind of a question mark. And uh, so this year wasn't really a fit for them as far as being aggressive to get a guy up high. But maybe next year there's a chance to do that. But um, yeah, they're going to be, I mean, there's too much talent in this roster to finish, I think, you know, with less than six or seven wins. So I think that's kind of puts you in a weird, in a weird spot if you're trying to get your top guy. Yeah, draft. that weird limbo spot where you almost have yeah. to. Be aggressive, which we've seen here, whether it's the Bears trading up for Fields or, heck, when they had their opportunity, they trading up for Trubisky. The desperation of the 
position, you know, it seems right, to true. affect all teams. Um, is Devonte Adams still Devonte Adams? He's tortured Bears or, or this team for a, a long time. He's just in a different uniform now. Yeah, he's still the man. I mean, he's got a little bit of a shoulder nagging injury, but uh, he's fine. He'll play, and uh, he's a little frustrated. He's not getting the ball a lot. He's got like nine targets the last two weeks, so that's kind of been an issue for him. I think he clearly wants to be the guy, and he deserves to be the guy to get more more targets than that. They're trying to spread it out, and again, I mentioned the quarterback play has not been great this far, but um, I think going forward, they realize they have to get him a little happier with his uh, his output. So I think that probably be a focus this week to get him a little more a little more balls. Kind of force feed him a yeah, little bit too. And with him, he's so good. That's not a bad thing. I mean, he, he can, he's just a great route runner. He can catch the ball in traffic. He's got a little faster than you think he is. He can definitely get open. So I think even if you have a guy you know, over the top or double bracketed coverage, he definitely can make plays. So I think you got to give him that chance to do it. You do your Vicks picks like every week. Like any surprise that the Raiders, I mean, they the Bears just aren't good. But like, I'm just curious for your perspective. They're a three point road favorite against the, the Chicago Bears. I mean, maybe talk us through that. It's just that's just a reflection of how bad this team that I covered just might be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely thinking. And the Raiders don't get a lot of respect. They were only three point favorites against the Patriots at home last week. So that tells you it's not like a huge, like, oh, the Raiders have arrived feeling. I think it's kind of like it's more about you guys are, are not very good. And obviously, no one has a lot of faith in Tyson Bagent. Bagent. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had the time. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that spreads more indicative of, of you guys and the Raiders. I think that um, they got the lucky cover last week. They were winning by two, and Max got the safety at the end of the game to win by four. So that was a big moment in, in the Vegas sports books, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure there's a lot of respect for them quite yet. I think that's more like anti-Bears. Yeah, yeah. How do you see this matchup kind of playing out? I know we're talking on a Wednesday afternoon, at least for, for me up in Lake Forest. Uh, I'm, I'm at Hallis Hall if you're – you're watching this on YouTube right now. You can see Justin Fields' old jersey here behind me. But, like, how do you see this one playing out? How do you like the the matchup? I think it's not – I mean, I think it'll be a close game. I think, you know, the, the Raiders couldn't really pull away from either the Packers or the Patriots. I'm not sure they're going to pull away from you guys, you know, on the road. I think um, – I'd imagine the Bears will stack the box against Josh Jacobs. This is some all things have done so far, and it's worked pretty well. Kind of forced ways to beat you in the air. They're not, they're not good enough to kind of get to a huge lead doing that. So, uh, defensively – uh, you know, Max Crosby is obviously the key guy. If you can help him not totally take over the game and you're in good shape, there's not a lot of talent here on, in the secondary or, or linebacker. So definitely there's chances for you guys to win those kind of matchups. I think um, I can see running backs out of the backfield have hurt the Raiders at times. That could be a way to go. So I think it'll be a close game. I, I imagine just based on the quarterback matchup because your, your guys so inexperienced and have lots of success in college, I'd probably go with the Raiders. But I think it'll be close. Yeah, I wonder if this is just almost where the stars are the stars, where Max Crosby plays like Max Crosby, Devontae Adams does the Devontae Adams things, and Josh Jacobs is just enough, you know, yeah. to, to beat the Bears. You know, the Bears don't have that star power whatsoever, right. really, other than DJ Moore, who I assume would be a concern for that defense. For sure, and that's why the Raiders, I think, are 3-3, and three and, three, and there's probably going to, like I said, win seven, eight games because they have those three guys. Most three guys are, are, are that good, and I think they can definitely can uh, impact you know, how a team attacks them and also get things more open for other guys on, on the roster. Awesome. Well, Vic, thanks so much. Are, are you coming to town? Yeah, I'll see you. I'll be out there. All right. Yeah, I can't miss the, the 
Badgent? No, come on. <laughs> yeah, I can't get it. It's like a mental block. Um, just like Bay, like, uh, like Green know. Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. Like I know named I must know someone named Badgent. That's why it's in my head. Like yeah. I'm here in my past. There's a guy that. Do you I know knew. his backstory? His dad's like the the, the all-time wrestler. greatest arm wrestler. Yeah, ah, that's so. awesome. Yeah, that's why I should know his name. But uh, Bagent. Got it right. Bagent. All right. I'm gonna get that right from now on. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I can't miss the Bagent. Uh, Hoyer matchup or Page and O'Connell, whatever. Yeah, maybe both, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. I can definitely give them one guy a half, and if they're not moving the ball, and, you know, can't hurt bring another guy in. Yeah. Who, who cares? If, if you're lucky enough, you might just see Nathan Peterman coming for the Bears. Ah, John, John Gruden's old favorite. John Gruden was a big Nate Peterman guy. Yeah. Well, he's here. He's been here on, on and off the practice squad. Now he's the backup. But... Well, he can't he can't beat out uh, Badgent. Badgent. Bajent. No, he didn't. No, it, it was Bajent. Bajent. Now I'm getting wow, it wrong. See, I got you now. <laughs> Bajent beat out um, P.J. Walker. The P.J. Walker who just beat wow. the San Francisco 49ers. I know the 49ers missed a field goal, but played well enough to win. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah, not too new, bad. New for respect for my, for my guy. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but thank you, Vic. Um, you can read his stuff on The Athletic. He is our Raiders writer, State of the Nation podcast, and at Vic Tafer, T A F U R on, well, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days. It Thank right, you, Vic. See you Sunday. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, Watching the game later with your friends, maybe get a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces 
maybe with a Hogan Johns pull or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, Johns. Well, I'm glad we got that down. Bajent. Bajent. Or, or Bajent, which I had not heard before until you slipped that in there towards the end. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Vic. Bajent. He tripped you up. He tripped you up. You okay. Did, can you figure out who I'm talking about? Give me a clue. Former Bears player. Former Bears player position. Okay. Linebacker. Erlocker? Yes. He sounds like Erlocker. And it's that so voice-wise, it's about maybe a 70% match. I'm not gonna say it's perfect, but the, even the cadences, like kind of the style Vic talks, which I like. It's a little bit lower energy, a little bit drier. The voice inflection. Yeah, Erlocker had that. Just even though the length of his answers, like it's like I'm listening to a Brian Erlocker interview. It's been a long time since I listened to the Brian Urlacher interview, but yes, I see it. Yeah, okay. It, I guarantee you at least half of our audience is going, yes, like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, like pointing at the TV, and then the other half is like, what are you talking about? The <laughs> yeah, other half are fast-forwarding. Some of us are going to go listen back. I mean, that's basically this podcast. Usually, though, half the listeners going, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, good stuff from Vic, though, and he certainly... I don't know. He seemed to think it's going to be Brian Hoyer playing quarterback. Revenge uh, game, baby. Not Aiden O'Connell. I hope Aiden O'Connell gets in the game. Aiden O'Connell's a local kid from Stevenson. Um, kind of a cool story. Went overlooked recruiting-wise. Ends up, uh, I believe, walking on at Purdue. Uh, I was actually... Actually, I might be confusing quarterbacks now because David Blau was playing... I think he got in that game anyway that I was there with Northwestern. Regardless, O'Connell ended up being a really good starter for them. Fourth round pick. Um, and it'd be, you know, just a cool story for him to come back and and uh, play at Soldier Field if he does get the start or gets into the game. But um, there's so many connections here, right? Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Former Bears QB. Jimmy Garoppolo. Eastern Illinois. Arlington Heights. Yeah. Um, rolling Meadows, I should say. Aiden O'Connell um, shares the same private quarterbacks coach as Mitch Trubisky and Jeff Christensen, who open, also happens to be Patrick Mahomes' private coach, who plays for Matt Nagy. It's just all full circle here, baby. Aiden O'Connell, and maybe it's just because he went to Purdue, or, or just hearing Vic talk about, oh, fourth-round pick, you know, 
had a nice preseason. Maybe he's a backup. We'll see what he can. He's like, he's a little Kyle Orton vibes to me. Not necessarily in personality, but just like does he what pound he whiskey or it's all over his shirt? That is the Let's question. Let's pound the ball right up there. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. All right. You know what pictures I'm talking about? Oh, We're going yeah. down the Kyle Orton road. Yeah. Um, in JTL Sullivan's videos that he does, he he calls Robert Tanya and Kyle Orton because he wears 18, and then he references like random stories that they have together. Because that's the time that JTL Sullivan was a bear briefly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he likes Kyle Orton. They probably had some fun together. All right, let's get to these big questions. Number one, what will the offense look like with Tyson Bajan, Adam Hogue? Uh, I think it's going to look similar. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me clar- Can I clarify this question? Are you talking about schematically yeah, or just like, like in like, general successfully? Or, or even just feel for it. Like, do you, do you really think they'll like overly commit to the run? You, there's a lot of screens, a lot of wide receiver screens thrown against the Vikings from Bajan. Like, does that continue? Yeah. Like, how many down the field shots plays are you calling? Like, are you going max protect? You know, two route combos where you're, you're going deep with Tyson Bajan like you would with Justin Fields. Whatever protections they call, I hope they know how to block them. Maybe the center change will help um, because it looked bad with Cody in there last week. Uh, Okay, so offensively, like I don't think you're calling QB runs. Can you still do some zone read? I think Beijing can still move enough to do some of that. We've seen some of that. He's got rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Um, So I think RPOs are still on the table. I don't, I don't see a dramatic shift in the offense. Um, I think, can I inject? I think yeah. you see more of a short passing game with the balls actually out quicker. That's Yes. I think Tyson Bajan can do that where Justin Fields struggles, still struggles to do that. I think that's why I was going to get at it too. Sorry. I think, no, 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 no. It's, it's a good point because I feel like this coaching staff is going to trust, believe it or not, I think they're going to trust Tyson Bajan more to do that. Like, I can't imagine... We can go back to the it's first like West play. Coast stuff. Yeah, we can go back to the first play against the Vikings again, and, like, I hate how it was drawn up. I hate that idea. But regardless, at the end of the day, if you're the offense coordinator, you got to be still so frustrated Justin didn't throw the ball. Like, how do you not throw the ball? And... We saw that like almost immediately when Bajan went in the game. It was like, oh, ball's out. So I agree with that. I, I, now, the amount of success they have, I think it's similar. Like I, one to two touchdowns. You're going to see glimpses where you're like, oh, that's cool. That's working. And then you're going to see a lot of mistakes. And just I think, I, unfortunately, I think that's just who they are at this point. Yeah, I don't want to like get carried away in terms of us. Like this isn't us saying that Tyson Bajan is better than Justin Fields. It's us saying that certain things will look like the operation will look different because Bajan can't go down the field. He, he's not going to be the run threat that that Justin Fields is. And we'll see what the offense like. There's going to be adjustments in terms of feel, schematics, calls like there'll be some differences that I think everyone will notice. 
What else? Go ahead. I'm listening. Number two, buying or selling. The Bears will be sellers by next week. Uh, Trade deadline. Halloween. I get this feeling they're going to be quiet at the deadline. If I had to pick between the two, I think they're sellers, obviously. But who? what do they really have to sell? Well, Jalen Johnson, Darnell Mooney. Okay, so let's talk about that. Mooney, you'd be selling at the lowest point possible. And you're taking away a guy who's who knows the offense, is is reliable enough for now a rookie quarterback in there. Do you really want to do that? What are you getting for Darnell Mooney right now? Well, I, I think the question, if you're Ryan Poles, is whether or not you're going to re-sign Darnell Mooney, whether or not you're going to re-sign Jalen Johnson. Like, if there's any sense of or feeling that, no, like, I think Ryan Poles, like, the feel I have for him is he always wants something. He doesn't want nothing. Yeah. Right? It's like trading, trading Chase Claypool. Like, he didn't get anything, really, but he got something. It's not nothing. Yeah, I just mean, like, is Mooney's... I get what you're saying. Like, you want to help out the current yeah. situation still. You don't want to, like, completely throw in the towel because that's bad for culture. That's bad for young player development. It's bad business in a sense, but it's also bad business to let assets walk out the door without anything in return. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, if it's, there's also a possibility you could resign them relatively cheap, the yeah. way things are trending. I trending. think Galen Johnson is different because it's a premium position. He's a number one, number two cornerback on most teams. And you've drafted three cornerbacks over the past two years that you've spoken glowingly about. Yeah, for J for Johnson, I am definitely in the camp of can you stop giving away good players? That being said, if you can get a second round pick for him, I feel like he could be gone. But I'm not necessarily on the same page, just like I wasn't last year with Roquan Smith, and that looks even worse now, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that I mean are they I mean, can you see them buying? No. Like, what would they be buying? A time machine so they can go back and make different decisions? <laughs> Sorry. Number three. Would you rather be the Raiders or the Bears? Ooh. Um, wow. For a long time, when we've had questions like this, you and I have always gone... With this answer. Well, the Bears have Justin Fields. Yeah. Young quarterback. A ton of promise. Good leader. Respected. Does everything you want in terms of off the field stuff for the quarterback. Has stuff to work on on the field. But the talent is there. The arm talent. The rare athleticism. But now he's hurt. All right, here's the thing, though. I'm still going to say the Bears, and here's why. Now, would I rather be the Raiders or the Bears this weekend? I'd rather be the Raiders. I'd rather have Max Crosby specifically um, 
which is something the Bears desperately need. The Both teams are in this position where they could be looking at new head coaches in the offseason. Um, the Raiders have this Devontae Adams sort of problem where they're not getting enough out of the money that they owe him. Um, and he doesn't seem like he's happy. Neither team appears appears to have a bright future at quarterback with one exception. The Bears have a much, much better chance at picking one and maybe one and two in the NFL draft. And their money situation is still in a really, really good place. So as crazy as it sounds, at least in this scenario, Raiders or Bears, there's probably other teams where I'd rather be that team. Um, but in this situation, I'd rather be the Bears. Agreed. Ryan Poles has done a good job of giving himself an escape route. Yeah. Contingency plan. Over and unders. This is from Austin. Over and under five and a half bad snaps this game. Um, Find bad. Not accurate. <laughs> bad enough where... Agent's it, dis eyes. it disrupts the rhythm. The rhythm, yes. Which, if we're going to look at what happened in the fields objectively against the Vikings, like Cody Whitehair did not help his, his quarterback whatsoever. Well, and neither did Lucas Patrick, though, and that's been an issue, too. He's had his problems as well. Yeah. And he's not more experienced, as we've established, than Cody Whitehair. But some based on some conversations I've had this week, I think Lucas Patrick will do a better job with protections. Here's the projected Bears offensive line for everybody. Larry Borum, left tackle. Cody Whitehair, left guard. Lucas Patrick, center. Tevin Jenkins, back to right guard. Darnell Wright, right tackle. There's your offensive line. Wait, who was that left guard? Cody Whitehair. Borum, Whitehair, Patrick, Jenkins, Wright. I don't think I like that. That's what it's going to be. Why, why not play Carter? Well, Cody Whitehair is still on the roster. What is this team doing? Are they young team or what? Are they trying to develop or what? Well, then trade Cody Whitehair. So you're going to move Tevin Jenkins? Oh. All right, we have three from Joe. Number of times they mispronounce Bajan's last name, three and a half. Over. Time out. I never answered the last question. <laughs> under. I'm going to go under. Uh, over, under, one and a half snaps for Doug Kramer. Ooh. He's still on IR, technically. Ooh. Um, okay. Based on you telling me that Cody Whitehair still going to be in the lineup, though? And then I'm going to say under. Because to me, I was thinking, oh, why not give the young guy a look? No. At least not yet. What in the world is happening? All right. Um, number of times they mispronounce Bajan's last name. Three and a half is high. I'm going to go. I said over. I'm going to say three. You'll get a couple. Self-correction. Like once you get Bajan down, though, it's not that hard. Once you know what it is, how about like in the root the when you're just calling the play? Yeah, I'm gonna take under, but there's gonna be a couple. Okay, 
This is from Joe again. Number of times that arm wrestling is brought up over under two and a half. If we don't get a good like over the top joke, I'm going to be very disappointed. Ooh, that's a good one. So everybody should know by this point that Tyson Bajan's father is like the greatest arm wrestler in the world. Over the top is a very popular movie from back in the day starring Sylvester Stallone about arm wrestling. Under. Yeah, it comes up, but yeah. they're not going to lean into it. This is from Joe. Again, he's on fire. Number of times Adam Hogue yells, throw it. Yeah. Like Tom Thayer, one and a half. So... I mean, I mean, if this was a Justin Fields game, it's blown that out of the water. You should have set it at ten and a half. Um, I'm I'm still going to take the over here, though. Even with Bajan, there's still going to be moments, um, and it's just something I yell a lot anyway. So, over. This is from Marty Morty McFly. Over under five and a half times. I tell myself the backup QB looks good and we start him the rest of the year. And I also hate myself for repeating my own cycle of suck. <laughs> he knows what the quarterback carousel means. I, you know, it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. Bears. Um, I don't know how to answer that, but over, I guess. This is for Mason, friend of the show. Times I cry thinking about what could have been with Justin. One and a half. Yeah, I mean, if that's just this week, I still think it's over. But yeah, over the course of time, I think that's going to be way over. It's a sad story. It really is. I think we're going to be talking about it forever. Like what went wrong with Justin Fields? Oh, right. that's I think such a like, layered story. Right. With Mitch, it's like, okay, it probably wasn't going to work. Like the scouting. At the end of the day, the scouting was wrong. I think this is a different conversation. I think this is truly an example of a bad organization not being able to develop a quarterback that should be better than he is. Yeah, I actually think that extends to Trubisky too, but it, it's near it's double yeah. with Fields. And that oh, starts no, at the top. Yeah. Yes, there's no questions. Mistakes were made with Mitch too. I'm just at the end of the day, I think you can look back on it and be like, what was really the ceiling for Mitch Trubisky? And in this case, yep. it's like, how did they screw this up? That's at least how I feel. That's like a 10-part Hogan John special on just quarterback. Uh, what, what word am I looking for? Just destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter, quarterback destruction. I think we're on to something there. And no, I don't want to do that 10-part series. I, I, just I know, it doesn't have, sound I, fun. I, I don't have the... Like, at the end of the day, I like talking about good things, or at least trying to talk about good things, and that would be a depressing, well, popular series of podcasts. <laughs> it could it could be good, but I don't, I don't okay, know. Maybe we do it like a three-part series. But Anyway, uh, who cares? Yeah. Could be good, though. Well, right. Bobo had a couple sent over too, but sorry, Bob. Next week I'll get your over and unders. All right, let's start with this uh, game and bold predictions. Max Crosby sacks four. <laughs> Come on, I'm being bold. I think he's got like five and a half in the year. Four. Okay, three. 
no, no, stay bold, stay four. A lot. Darn all right. I think darn all right will be okay. But they move. If you listen to Vic, like, like he, Crosby's all over the place. Yes. You're telling me that there's. Just put him over the left guard then. Put him over the left tackle. Nose guard. I mean, Larry Borms is falling down last week. Put him over there. I don't. I don't. Three. Max Crosby's a good player. Uh, here's my bold prediction. Your leading receiver this week is Darnell Mooney. Well, that was mine last week, and it's a bad idea, and it didn't work. You know, it's bold because Tyson Bajan is now your quarterback. You think he would? Yeah. Keep it simple, but I'm, I'm thinking a couple screens. And if he hits Mooney, then you wonder what's going on with Fields and Mooney, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, as for the game, this is a Fox noon game. Raiders at Bears. Bears three-point uh, three dogs. I guess it's been around three, three-and-a-half. Three-point dogs is what we're calling it right now as we record this. Um, I think there's going to be some glimmers of excitement here with Bajan. I don't think that this is going to be like a disastrous game. Um, but that being said, I, I can't pick the Bears to win. And I'm not going to. Um, I just... Brian Horner's been in the league for a long time. I think he ends up playing. I think Max Crosby causes too much trouble on the other end. Devontae Adams has been a nightmare for the Bears for years. I think this is kind of a get-right situation for him. Um, And, yeah, I think it's somewhat close, like Vic said, but I'm going to go Raiders 20, Bears 16. Oh, that was like almost exactly the score I had in mind. So let me adjust it. You don't have to change it. No, you'd be different. I'm going to say like uh, 23-17. Raiders. 23-17. Okay. Yeah. Right in there. Make, makes sense. All right, let's get to these other games. Good job by Equinemia St. John. He's going to get the block. Fox, noon. Amon Ra St. John <laughs> and the Lions. Uh, at the Ravens. Ravens, two and a half point favorites in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the points in the Lions. Yeah. I went from ripping the Lions bandwagon to now, you know, I'll drive a little bit. They're for real. Even if, a, with David Montgomery out. Yeah, that's a that's a confusing spread to me. Um, especially because we've seen a lot of spreads this year that are like in the one, one and a half range. And for that to be two and a half, that almost makes me want to go with the Ravens just because it's suspicious, but I'm going to stick with uh, the team that's been better so far this season. The Lions just keep on trucking, and I'm going to stick with them. All right, next one. He hates kids. Aaron Rodgers hates kids. <laughs> CBS. <laughs> that's Three good. Tw- 325. The Packers at Broncos. Broncos one-point underdogs. At home against the Green Bay Packers. Um, another uh, game of suck. Um, <laughs> game of suck. Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I Say got. Say it with enthusiasm. I'm gonna go with Packers here. They're coming off a bye. The Broncos are just not a good football team at all. 
Um, Packers find a way to score enough points coming off their break. So, yeah. 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 Okay, Packers. Yeah. The Packers, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Gold Bears. 325 also on CBS. The Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs five and a half point favorites at home against the Chargers. Um, both teams are kind of struggling a bit. Like Justin Herbert looked pretty bad the other night, right? Yeah. He's I thought that, he did. His hands busted up. His non-throwing hand. I know, but another reason not to play a quarterback with an injured throwing hand. Yeah. Give me the Chiefs by a touchdown. Yeah, I like the Chiefs too. I don't think it's a blowout. Um, but I don't know. The Chiefs are kind of kind of weird. Like they're they're not explosive, but they're still good. Like they still take care of business. Um, so not necessarily pretty, but I'll take I'll take the Chiefs in this one. And that's the facts. That's that's one hundred percent truth. All right, NBC Sunday night seven twenty. This is a fun one. Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles two and a half point favorites. Dolphins just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Tua versus Jalen Hurts. I already saw ESPN doing uh, or adding to the buildup of this game. The Alabama quarterbacks, obviously, big storyline there. Um, Eagles just don't look right to me right now. Can we agree on that? Um, give me the Dolphins, especially with the points. Um, Dolphins are scoring. Eagles are not. So I think the Tua advantage mm-hmm. shows up in this one. This is a tough one to call. Um, I think the Eagles take care of business at home. It's a big spot. You know, it's a big game. Mm, the two and a half points is tough, but I'm still going to take it. I think they win like basically by a field goal. I think the Dolphins still have, you know, holes despite how good and fast they are. But the Eagles defense, they can come up with ways to to stop these guys. That's an underrated good challenge for Sean Desai, who's the Eagles defensive coordinator now. Um, so there you go. Good Sunday night game. Point is, uh, those are some numbers. Monday night. I've been this today. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Here, I'll give you a different one. Excuse my French ass of movie. Who is that? Yeah, who was? Uh, hit it again. Excuse my French ass of movie. No idea. I know I recognize the voice. Now yeah. it's bothering me. It's <sighs> from this year. Yeah, it is. I'll have to figure that out. He doesn't. Oh, man, that's driving me crazy right now. That's from this season. I'm going to figure it out. Uh, Anyway, Monday night. (laughs) uh, Monday night game here. Decent game. Uh, 49ers go to Minnesota. Vikings are seven point home dogs. I'm just going to take the Vikings, even even though they're without Justin Jefferson. Um, I'm not taking them to win, but the 49ers have a, a couple of very important very important players who are hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what their status is as of right now, 9-13 here Thursday morning in Chicago. Um, 49ers win, Vikings cover. Demarcus Walker is who that is. Yes. 
And I'm not giving you credit for that, Kent. You put it in there right as I said it. But good job. I don't know how Kent figured that out, but uh, I figured it out. Yes. Excuse my French. Absolutely. He's too new to the team. He didn't spot the voice yet. Um, that's a bad job by us. I'm sorry. Do you take the Vikings? Yes. I'm going to take the 49ers. I think they bounce back strong this week. Um, the The thing about the Browns is the Browns are really good defensively. And the Vikings are not. It's been very interesting. So we we talked to Cole Komet on Tuesday on CHGO. We talked to Brian Baldinger yesterday on CHGO. Neither one, both of them were like, the Vikings have holes in that defense, like schematic things that they do that aren't sound. Now, you counter that with how the hell did the Bears not exploit that? I don't know. But the point is, the if you're going to tell me that before a matchup against the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, who lives for exploiting stuff like that, I I, I think the 49ers win by double digits. Really? In this one. Even with the injuries they have? Even with the injuries they have. Okay. You better, I, lock, I, it you better lock it up. Ooh. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Give me the Dolphins with a lock. Ooh, okay. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right. Um, that's going to do it for us. Fun show. Appreciate Vic Tafer joining us. And uh, make sure you're following him on Twitter at Vic Tafer. All his Raiders coverage on The Athletic. All of Johnsy's coverage on The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Follow us at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Uh, all of our stuff over on CHGO. Still got shows throughout the rest of this week leading into Sunday. And, of course, we have pregame. Uh, we got another tailgate. It's our last Sunday tailgate, by the way, for CHGO. There's still tickets available all CHGO.com. If you are a diehard, you get a discount. Um, so come join us Sunday morning. Uh, if you don't come Sunday, the last one is that Thursday night game against the Panthers. So, um, But it would be fun to see you guys out there on Sunday morning. Weather should be okay, it seems like for this matchup against the Raiders and see if the Bears can get a win. Tyson Bajant season is here. We'll be back post game. Bajant Hoyer Sunday. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get pumped up. Just, just, just get, get super excited. Um, Nothing's off the table. Nothing is on the table right now. I think it applies to Bajant too. Nothing's on the table. Nothing's off the table. It's a blank canvas. Who knows? What's we'll be a table? back. It's a blank table. No, they're, okay. The table is the field. It's Soldier Field. And nothing's on it. Nothing's off it. It's just Beijing. Whatever happens Sunday, we will be here to wrap it up post game. See ya. Nothing's off the table. Nothing is on the table right now.